0: okay our schedule today uh says that we will be studying uh first John chapter two and um uh McGee takes up in verse three again, but i'll be uh, really um and he'll be going down through verse eight, but I'd like to take up mainly uh around uh verses seven eight and eight those are our new new verses today and this is um um Again, this is the letter that John is writing. He's writing about Christ being uh, the life, the light, and now we're talking about the love. And all of this is Christ. He is eternal life. He is eternal truth and purity. And uh, through through this love that we have through Christ, we are to love uh, uh, God and we are to love one another. And so in verse 3, he's saying... And by this we know we have come to know him if we keep his commandments. So we're going to be talking a little bit <clears throat> more today about the commandments that we have from, from uh, Christ. Verse 4, whoever says, I know him, but does not keep his commandments is a liar. The truth is not in him, but whoever keeps his word in him truly, the love of God is perfected. By this we may know that we are in him. Whoever says he abides in him ought to walk in the same way he walked. And we talked uh, some yesterday on what um, that walking in the light, walking in the same way of Christ looks like. And it's so intertwined with Christ's character, being love will Uh, re-explore that a little bit more and develop that a little bit more today. But let's extend this uh, to verses 7 and 8. Behold, I am writing you no new commandment, but an old commandment. So we're circling back on this word commandment here. Um, But an old commandment that you had from the beginning. The old commandment is the word that you have heard. Okay, so going back to the word that you've heard, the old commandment. Um, and this is a reference also to the Old Testament, Um, but at the the same time, verse 8, it is a new commandment. So this is like a new covenant. This is what we're hearing in the New Testament, that I'm writing to you which is true in Him and in you because the darkness is passing away and the true light is already shining. So this is a reference to God's Word. Uh, This is a reference to God's commandment. Uh, uh, this is a reference to an old commandment and also a new commandment, and this is true in Him and in you. So let's uh, develop a little bit more of of what these this is now, and I think all of this is so relevant for us today as we are trying. Everybody's trying to live a a life as Christians and. Um, John is really trying to get at um what the Christian uh life is like and he's saying you want to be in fellowship with God and in fellowship with one another and so how do you know you're in fellowship well you confess your sins and you walk as Jesus walked and you keep his commandments this is how you sort of know if you're doing right if you're if you're walking as Jesus walked, it's so critical to, um, for us to walk as Jesus commanded us to. So let's, let's look at references to the old commandment. So that goes back to the Old Testament, right? So in Leviticus chapter 19, verses 18, you shall not take vengeance or bear a grudge against the sons of your own people, but you shall love your neighbor as yourself. I am the Lord. So this is a commandment. Love your neighbor as yourself. This was back this is a basic commandment back in Leviticus in Deuteronomy again Old Testament, old law, old words here. Chapter 6 verse 4 through 9. Hear O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your might. And these words that I command you today shall be on your heart. So he's, he's commanding it to be written on your heart, not on stone tablets. You shall teach them diligently to your children. You shall talk of them when you sit in your house and when you walk by the way, and when you lie down, and when you rise, you shall bind them as a sign on your hand, and they shall be As frontlets between your eyes, you shall write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates. Love the Lord with all your heart and soul and might. Okay? So, love the Lord is the first commandment. And love your neighbor as yourself. Both of these were given to the nation Israel. So, Jesus... Uh, In Matthew chapter 22, uh, 36 through 40, he's confirming this uh, when he's asked about the commandments in the law. So, teacher, which is the great commandment in the law? And he said to them, this is Jesus, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul and with all your mind. He's quoting Leviticus here. This is the first and great commandment. And a second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself, okay. And so this is—he's um, quoting Leviticus as, as well. You you shall love your neighbor as yourself. Verse and then uh, Matthew uh, chapter twenty-two, verse forty. On these two commandments depend all the law and the prophets. Everything hinges around loving the loving God and loving one another. So then we see uh, Matthew chapter five verse seventeen, Jesus is teaching again, do not think I have come to abolish the law or the prophets. I have not come to abolish them, but to fulfill them. So Jesus is fulfilling the law, and he's fulfilling everything the prophets said too. And in Romans chapter thirteen, verse eight, owe no one anything except to love each other. For the one who loves another has fulfilled the law. So if we are loving one another, we're fulfilling the law just like Christ was fulfilling the law. He comes to fulfill them. So we need to love one another as Christ instructs us to love one another, and therefore as Christ fulfills the law, we fulfill the law through Christ. In Romans chapter 13 verse 10, love does no wrong to a neighbor, therefore love is the fulfilling of the law. Okay, so love is the fulfillment. John chapter 13 verse 34 through 35, a new commandment I give to you. So this is a new commandment here, that you love one another just as I have loved you. You also are to love one another. By this, all people will know you are my disciples if you have love for one another. So Jesus is instructing us to love one another. And without Jesus' love, Jesus' commandment to love, there would be no love in the world because we are to love as Jesus loves. Now, a lot of times the, the world says they're all about peace and love, but it's not the love of Christ. It's a, a love that man comes up with, but because man is not loving God first, man's love will always fall short. Galatians chapter um, five verse 14, For the whole law is fulfilled in one word. you shall what? love? your neighbor as yourself this is this is god's love the commandment galatians chapter 6 verse 2 bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of christ so this is christ's commandment for us is to love one another in romans chapter uh, 12 9 through 21 this is like one of, this is like my new favorite section of the bible it talks about what Walking in the Light is Like. It talks what love looks like. Let love be genuine. Abhor what is evil. Hold fast to what is good. Love one another with brotherly affection. Love is the fulfillment of the law. Let it be genuine. Let it come from the heart with brotherly affection. It's not just enough to say... Um, Oh, I love you, I forgive you. You have to love one another um, in brotherly love, and it is an active thing. It needs to be genuine. And what does that look like? Outdo one another in showing honor. Do not be slothful in zeal, but fervent in the Spirit. Serve the Lord. So you need to love one another. You need to love the Lord. Rejoice in hope. Be patient in tribulation. Be constant in prayer. This is how you make it happen. Contribute to the needs of saints and seek to show hospitality. Bless those who persecute you. This is love in action. Bless and do not curse them. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Weep with those who weep. This is what love does. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be haughty, but associate with the lowly. That's love in action. Never be wise in your own sight. It's humble. Humbleness in your love. Repay no one evil for evil, but give thought to do what is honorable in the sight of all. If possible, so far as it depends on you, leave peaceably with all. Beloved, never avenge yourselves, but leave it to the wrath of God. For it is written, Vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. Your job is to love Not to create vengeance or to repay. To the contrary, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him something to drink. For by doing so, you will keep burning coals on his head. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good, with love. That's what love looks like. 1 John chapter 2, verse 3, And by this we know we have come to know Him, if we keep His commandments. What are His commandments? To love Him and to love one another as He loved us. 1 John chapter 2, 7-10, through 10, Beloved, I am writing you no new commandment, but an old commandment that you've heard from the beginning. The old commandment is the word you have heard. At the same time, it is a new commandment I am writing to you, which is true in Him and in you. In other words, his words are in you. Because the darkness is passing away and the true light is already shining. This is the light of Jesus Christ in the world. This is his gospel message in the world. His New Testament. His new covenant. Whoever says he's in the light and hates his brother is still in darkness. You can't still have hate in your heart and and be in the light. Whoever loves his brother abides in the light. And in Him, there is no cause for stumbling. Love is the fulfillment of the law. 1 John chapter 3, verse 24, And this is His commandment, that we believe in the name of His Son, Jesus Christ, and love one another, just as He has commanded us. Whoever keeps His commandments abides in God, and God in Him, and by this we know that He abides in us, by the Spirit whom He's given us. Love one another, first John chapter five, one through two. Everyone who believes that jesus christ had, that Jesus is the Christ has been born of God. This is the Gospel message to be born of God, and everyone who loves the Father loves whoever has been born of him. By this we know we love the children of God, when we love God and obey His commands. So this is what John is talking about. The old commandment, and it's really a new commandment too. And it's a new commandment through Jesus Christ, because Jesus Christ lets us be born of God. Jesus Christ lets us be reconciled to God. Jesus Christ lets us have His Holy Spirit in us. We are sanctified through His sacrifice for us. Now we can fulfill the law through Christ. We have Christ's love in us. Now we can love God, but we can love one another as Christ commands us to, instructs us to. And if we're not following that one command, we don't have the love of God in us. He said it. In chapter 2, 1 John, verse 4, Whoever says, I know him, but does not keep his commands is a liar, and the truth is not in him. But whoever keeps his word in him truly, the love of God is perfected by this we may know that we are in him whoever says he abides in him ought to walk in the same way which he walked we need to follow christ christ has commanded that we love one another this is his this is the fulfillment of the law is to love one another so that's his uh, that's our study for this morning this tremendous study about love it's the central it's, it, the whole law is summed up in this one word, love. God is love. Jesus Christ is the personification of that love for us. Jesus gives us access to that love. Through Jesus Christ, we can love one another who've been born of God. We love those who don't love us. We love those who love God. We love all. Jesus Christ sacrificed himself for all. We are to show God's love for all. The love that Jesus Christ has for us is the love that we are to show one another. And it needs to be genuine. It needs to be brotherly love in all of its forms. It's not just in word, but it's in deed. So, I hope this is encouraging. And boy, it sure is to me. We sure do need God's love these days. So from me to all of you, God bless you. Keep your heart centered on Christ. Now I'll turn the rest of the podcast over to my co-host in Zambia, Matali. Matali, hope you're doing great. Look forward to hearing your message today as well. God bless you all, and we'll see you tomorrow as we continue our study through 1 John.
1: Hello. So today's teaching is coming from 1 John chapter 2 beginning at verse 3 all the way to verse 8 so in the first chapter of this epistle of 1st John we have seen that God is light and we had this outlined in um, chapter 2 verse 2 that was in our study yesterday and let me just read it it says and he himself is the appropriation for our sins and not for ours only, but also for the whole world. So God is light. He illuminates the dark. So if we have fellowship with God and, you know, if we have the light, it's going to illuminate what is wrong in our lives. And we'll be able to see that, you know, this is sinful and we know we are not living in the light. And now we are looking at God is love. This is the um second major division of this book which is the heart of the epistle of first john so verse 3 of um first john chapter 2 reads now by this we know that we know him now by this we know that we know him if we keep his commandments so I just read that twice for effect's sake. Okay. No, for emphasis sake. So um, commandments here are the commandments that the Lord Jesus Christ has given to the church. This is something that we do know. And, um, you know, he's answering um, the Gnostics. We had actually talked about who the Gnostics were. who, uh, And these were people who, um, they didn't deny... Um, you know, the Lord Jesus Christ, um, but they denied uh, the fact that he, you know, he was God here on earth. They looked at him as just, um, you know, Jesus, the man here on earth. These were the Gnostics. So the Gnostics, you know, all through this epistle um, is who he's answering, who John is answering. And these pretended they knew something that others didn't know. You know, they, they're super saints. They had reached this, you know, like higher plane than everyone else. Um, you know, and they generally, um, you know, what they were believing in and what they were, um, preaching was heresy. So the important thing here is to know Jesus Christ. Do you know Jesus Christ? How well do you know him? Do you have fellowship with Jesus Christ? How can you know Jesus Christ? You know, you can know the Lord Jesus Christ through his word. Um, only then is he revealed to us and made real to us. So how can we have that assurance, you know, as uh, a believer, you know, it's only human, um, where we go through life and, you know, we have, um, you know, that doubt, like, you know, um, am I, you know, am I walking in the right path? So how can we have that, um, assurance of, um, you know, fellowship and knowing that, you know, we are actually, um, you know, you're God's children. Um, you know, how can we know, how can we have that assurance of salvation? You know, like, um, you know, are we actually, um, saved Christians? So there are lots of, um, believers and people who actually believe in the eternal security, right. Of the believer, but they don't have that assurance. Yes. They know, you know, Christ died for me, um, and for my sins and, you know, they have that security, but you know, it's just human to just have that little doubt because, you know, of all the, uh, wrong things and bad things that we keep doing because we're living here in the world and um, you know Paul had actually said um, there's no good thing that is here in the flesh so um, you know we have no good thing so how can we have that assurance of salvation and the reason uh, is actually obvious so if we keep his commandments um then we can have that sure that's um sure assurance so he's saying that we are not saved uh we are um you know we are Christ. you know he's not talking about um our salvation here um because christ already died for us he uh we already have that sure foundation so we are actually saved so christ died for our sins um, and he saved us, but here uh, the writer John is saying we have an assurance, and we know, and um, this is why you know Christ is our advocate, he's our appropriator, um, so we know and we can, we can't know if we are actually disobedient, um, so this is why you know that little doubt starts creeping, in, starts creeping in, so we can't have that sure that um, assurance um, of our salvation, if we're actually disobedient unto Christ. So obedience um, to the Lord Jesus Christ is actually essential and is the very basis of assurance. So you, you, you know, you can't lie to yourself or kid yourself, um, you know, all you want, you know, you can say, you know, I do all these works, I do this and that and all. But the thing is that sure, sure assurance, um, you know, it comes through um, obedience Um, to our lord jesus christ so you can't kid yourselves but you know we can't have that deep down in our hearts assurance you know unless you know we keep his commandments and that's what john here is dealing with so verse four of um first john chapter two reads he who says i know him and does not keep his commandments is a liar and the truth is not in him so here, John is just giving it as it is. You know, he's just blunt about it. So in other words, what he is saying is, you know, we do know. You know, like in verse 3 here, it says, um, um, "By Now, by this, we know that we know him if we keep his commandments. So we will know if we keep his commandments. So we know by experience. We know that... Um, And that is in contrast with the knowledge of um, the Gnostics. He's writing to the Gnostics who uh, go around saying, you know, um, they just know a little bit more than you and me as ordinary folk. And now this is, you know, the negative disobedience to Christ. You know, disobedience to Christ is a proof that we don't know him at all. And this is tantamount to being a liar. So here, Uh, John is calling them a liar, you know, he says he who says I know him and does not keep his commandments like these Gnostics They were not keeping his commandments. They were preaching, you know, and giving out wrong information. So they don't know him so um, He who says I know him and does not keep his commandments um, Is a liar. So we have a lot of people that say today that they're children of God But they you know, they actually don't know him. So it's one thing to say I'm a child of God and to say i am a christian and it's another thing you know to be a possessor of eternal life to have a new nature that looks out to the father and calls you know calls him father it's it's it, that's another thing and um you know wants to actually obey him so and love him and his word so when the lord jesus christ was here he said i always do the things that please him that please his father and we can't say this but we can say i want to please him you know we can't say what the lord jesus christ said because he was perfect but we can always say you you know we want to please the father and we should work and aim at pleasing the father you know and uh you know we can always you know like work at dedicating our lives to know um the to know god and to actually obey him and and you know and, um, you know, worship him and, and, and study his word. Um, you know, we will fall and we'll stumble, but you know, as long as we get up and we work at, um, you know, pleasing him and dedicating our lives to him and, you know, he that believes on the son has everlasting life. That's what scripture says. So if we believe on the Lord Jesus Christ on our rock, on our firm foundation, um, will have everlasting life so you know for us to have that sure assurance um, it's obedience unto the father that we are to have verse five goes on to read but whoever keeps his word truly the love of God is perfected in him by this we know that we are in Him. So, Dr. J.V. McGee gives his opinion here, and uh, you know that there is a difference between the Word of God and the commandments of God. So, the commandments of God are the Word of God, uh, but the Word of God is not commandments, it's more than that. You know, they are commandments in the Word of God, um, and you know, the commandments um, are also the Word of God, right? So, here we have just a portion of the commandments of the will of God so in the Word of God we have you know his complete revelation this is why you know we're always encouraged to read the whole of Scripture we will have we have here the revelation of God you know um, um, the Word of God um, is is made manifest here in Scripture and um, we have a complete revelation and to to us um, the word of God gives us a complete revelation um, of his will for our lives you know sorry about his will about God's will for our lives so the Lord Jesus Christ made the statement if you love me keep my commandments and um, let me just turn to the book of John so John 14 um, verse 15 reads if you love me keep my commandments so the Lord Jesus Christ um, you know said this in Scripture So if we love the Lord and want to obey him and we we want to have that assurance, you know, we should keep his commandments. And by keeping his commandments, we are obeying him. Let me just drop down to John 14, verse 23. Um, It reads, Jesus answered and said to him, If anyone loves me, he will keep my word. And, you know, the word of God reveals his will for us. And my father will love him. And we will come to him and make our home with him. So if a man loves me, you know, scripture says he will keep my words. So the distinction here is a child of God wants to actually obey not only the commandments, but the word of God. Um, that is, he wants to actually please the father in everything that he does. So the question that, you know, we young Christians should be asking ourselves today is what can I do to please my heavenly Father, so Christ is um uh, to, uh, to sorry to please the Father and Christ, and not uh, asking questions as in is it wrong for me to actually do this? Um, you know, as a child of God, is it wrong for me to wear makeup? Is it wrong for me to go dancing? You know, we shouldn't be asking those questions. We should be asking. Um, the question is, what can I do to please my heavenly Father, um, and the Lord Jesus Christ? So. You know, oh, you will not only keep his commandments, but you will keep his word as well. So a lot of us, you know, confine ourselves to, you know, sins of commission. And then we forget about the sins of omission. So as James actually says in um, the book of James, to him who knows to do good and does not, um, to him it's sin. So you know to do good, but you don't because, you know, you're saying, oh, I keep all the commandments. I do this and that. Um, That is still sin, you know, the sin of omission. So we didn't do a lot of things that we know we should do. And this reveals the fact that, um, you know, it's uh, a sin of omission. And these sins are just as bad um, as sins of commission verse 5 of Second John I'm sorry of 1 John chapter 2 reads oops let me just turn there okay Um, but whoever keeps his word truly the love of God is perfected in him by um, this we know that we are in him so here we have keeps his word the word of God is perfected in him right Uh, so he will pass the commandments and um, he's gonna want to actually please God. So he, not only would you follow the like the, the, the legal 10 commandments that were given, but you, you know, will like, um, one will also, um, keep his word and want to please him. So, and want to please God. And this is what a child of God should do. So what is, you know, your attitude? What is my attitude towards sin? uh as a believer am i comfortable just living in sin and just doing sinful things or you know does that conscious you know what we call that guilt conscious does it like you know nudge me and you know keep poking at me so it's not that you know you have sinned but you know it's, it's, it's about our attitude towards sin if you're comfortable sinning you know you should like question yourself as a believer like how comfortable are you sinning so does sin make you feel guilty does it hurt you does it make you cry out to him that you have actually sinned you know if it actually does that um for me my opinion is i think you're in you know you're headed in the right direction because you want to do what pleases him you want to keep um his word um so on this basis um you know, God will restore fellowship with us if we actually go to him, confess and get on God's side. And this is how assurance comes in our hearts. Verse six goes on to read, who he who says he abides in him ought to make himself also to walk just as he walked. So the Lord Jesus Christ is our example. We should use him as our example. We can't be like him, but he's our example. So there are many things we can't do that he actually did but we can um, at least want to do the Father's will, um, which is the things or the thing Jesus Christ put uppermost in his heart to do the Father's will. Um, Jesus put this at his top priority in his heart and in his life. He wanted to please the Father and do his Father's will, and he is our example. So when Christ is manifest to the believer, you know, when we read the word of God, he reveals himself to us. He's manifest to the believer when he keeps The word of Christ that's when Christ makes manifest um, to a believer when he keeps the word of Christ so a believer will always want to do the will of God and will always want to please the Father verse 7 goes on to read brethren I write a new commandment to you but an old uh, commandment which you have had from the beginning the old commandment is the word which you heard from the beginning so here the word they heard from the beginning the beginning here in uh, the book of first john is the incarnation of christ which began in bethlehem and then three years on um you know of his ministry and then ending on the cross and not really ending there um, because he was put in a grave and it didn't end there and he rose the third day so that's the beginning that um john here is talking about so here we have a commandment that he gave so he's saying i'm Not giving you anything new you heard this from the beginning the beginning so if I turn to uh, John 13 verse 34 it reads a new commandment I give you that you love one another as I have loved you that you also love one another So that's the commandment he gave. So the Lord Jesus Christ said um, this to John. And um, John 14, 21 reads, He who has my commandments and keeps them, um, it is he who loves me. And he who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I will love him and manifest myself in him. So the Lord Jesus Christ had actually said this. And John, in... John 15 verse 10 goes on to also say, if you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my father's commandments and abide in his love. Okay, so this is, you know, the old commandment. And now John says, this old commandment is what I am giving you. So it's, it's, it's new in their case. So John says, you know, um, I'm giving you this old commandment. It's what the Lord Jesus Christ said. And he taught this. And uh, verse 8 goes on to read. Um, again, a new commandment. I write to you which thing is true in him, in you, because the darkness is passing away and the true light is already shining. So here, this is a new commandment to believers today who, you know, are regenerated and indwelt, uh, with the Holy Spirit because this was given on, you know, the other side of the cross and, you know, the coming of the Holy Spirit. So, uh, the other side of the cross, you know, that was, um, the age that was ending so now this new commandment is given on this other side of the cross so um and now on this side it's new to believers it's it's an old commandment but it's new (coughs) sorry it's new to believers um and believers are to do god's will and the will um, of god firstly is to love him and in order for us to love him we ought to obey his commandments so a believer is one that delights in the will of God. So every day we should get to say, we are getting to know the Lord better. And this should be a believer's experience. We should aim to please God every day and obey him. We should work at, um, you know, <clears throat> pleasing God. So we can't, we can't grow apart from the word of God. Um, you know, it's actually food. It's food for our souls. And, you know, he is the bread of life. And so, you know, if you grow apart from it, you will perish if you don't feed on the word of God. So don't just follow, you know, the programs and the systems and the rituals. Like, you know, like you're an IBM computer who's just programmed to work a certain way. We're human beings with um, free will. So it's not about following all these programs and rituals. So Paul says, in my flesh dwells no good thing. We may do all these quick fix programs and stuff like that. But, you know, in our flesh, it, you know, dwells nothing good. Uh, we ought to feed on the word of God every day to grow and to obey uh, the Lord Jesus Christ. We are nothing without God. We are nothing at all without God. We should always be willing to do his will. And that's the important thing. So uh, the Lord Jesus Christ is our example. Um, you know, his topmost priority was um, to actually obey God <clears throat> and, um, and, um, you know, please God. So our attitude towards sin as a believer, you know, it should be, um, <clears throat> you know, one that, you know, where we, we actually get disturbed. If you're comfortable in sin, you know, it's, it's a problem, you know, as a believer, So um, as a child of God, we ought to obey him. If we love him, we ought to obey his commandments. Um, And we should want to actually please the father in everything that we do. So we should always ask ourselves, what can I do to please my heavenly father, Christ? And not just, um, is it wrong for me to do this? So what can we do to please him? And that's obey him, obey his commandments. So yeah, this is today's teaching. Thank you all for listening in. God bless you all and have a pleasant day. Bye-bye.